0: The Guaranteed Irish Podcast with Breed O'Connell Sponsored by Black Knight for an altogether better web hosting service Welcome to the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast Guaranteed Irish, the national symbol of trust is one of Ireland's most enduring, recognisable and authentic symbols It helps Irish consumers identify products and services that are an altogether better choice for the life of their communities and indeed Ireland Hi there I'm Breed O'Connell and joining me this week is Olivia Sinclair, Head of Advanced Community Care Division in Resilience. Olivia, you're really welcome. Thanks, Breed. Thanks for having me. Now, I know Resilience, they're based in County Clare, but the consumer and the listener may not be aware of what resilience do. You might give us a very brief overview as to your role.
1: Sure. Um, Resilience is a, an Irish-owned provider of health and social services, and um, the company was founded in 2011 by uh, an NS man, Brian Crowley, and indeed the headquarters of Resilience is still in NS County Clare. Um, I suppose in essence, the company grew out of a need for managed services within health and social care to support the the health service and the people using them with progressive and new types of services across Ireland. Um, We operate services across two divisions, advanced community care and social care. And I suppose our key purpose is to enhance the quality of people's lives by helping them to realise their potential. And this purpose is at the core of every service we do. Okay,
0: okay, so very topical at the moment, considering we're going through a global pandemic. You're a nurse yourself, Olivia, aren't you?
1: I am, I am indeed. I trained as a nurse in um, St. Vincent's Hospital in Dublin, um, and I worked there for several years after qualifying, and I uh, worked specifically with um, young adults with cystic fibrosis. Um, following that I moved to the Royal Hospital Donnybrook and I had a number of management roles there eventually being promoted to director of nursing um, and I suppose it was during that time I saw the need for enhanced nursing supports with people with complex needs within their homes and communities and this wasn't always available to them outside of the boundaries of the hospital walls or a hospital environment um, and the knock-on effect of that was that often people spent significant amounts of time away from their homes and and away from their families and while there are challenges of moving care from hospitals out to community, common sense, I suppose, would tell us that patients should receive their care when they need it and in the most appropriate place for them. And often that is at home. So I suppose naturally my move to resilience in 2018 to take up the role of um, head of advanced community care, that was a great fit for me.
0: OK, so Olivia, just stop you there. Considering we're living in a global pandemic and the desire and, and, and that was preceded by the long- of Solange Care, which we all know is about getting more health care and services back into the community and keeping the person at home or close to their home where they're more comfortable. And then, as you said, prolonged times in hospital. How does that work seriously in a practical case and particularly financially? Because not everybody can afford private health care or can afford private care coming to their home instead of being in the public system in a hospital. How does that work?
1: Well, we, um, and and yes, you mentioned Solange Care, we work um, in partnership with the HSE and we provide services on behalf of the HSE. Um, So a significant amount of our services are funded um, by the HSE, so publicly funded. So in essence, we provide a managed service on behalf of the HSE to to the people of Ireland.
0: And are you concerned about um, the uptake or in terms of your services, especially now when people are nervous about going into hospitals with COVID nineteen, are we able to meet the demand or are you just completely out the door with business?
1: We're very busy, which is uh, which is good. Um I think I I think it's it's a challenge, um, but I think there's going to be a shift. You mentioned to Care Breed and then um, there is a significant shift from hospital-level care to care in the community. I think there will be investment required, but that investment has been committed to um, with slanted care policy. And at the heart of slanted care is the need and the recognition to provide right care in the right place at the right time um, and to provide care close to home as possible. Um, And with that, I think the funding will will follow that, that principle and that policy. And I think this principle sits at the very heart of what we do in advanced community care.
0: And is there not an argument as well, um, Olivia, in terms of um, the services we already have on our doorstep? We've wonderful uh, pharmacists, we've wonderful GPs, we've amazing community nurses and isn't, and they're all tra- highly trained, uh, sought after, in fact, on a global level. But isn't there an awful lot of work that could be done by them if there was a proper programme, which allegedly is Longicare, but it's just so slow to roll out?
1: Well, I think with any significant change, um, it, it, it takes time and um, with uh, we, we work very closely with the HSE and with our colleagues in, in public health, nursing um, and across the divisions in the HSE and there is a huge commitment to making these changes um, and I think we've seen that particularly in the last year Um, where we have been able to accelerate some of the changes that have been required. So working in partnership with the HSE, what we see in resilience is huge commitment to making change happen. Um, And obviously funding needs to to facilitate that. but, But that is happening as well. I think government has committed to providing the funding to enable the shift from hospital care to community care and where where it's appropriate to do that.
0: And is that happening notwithstanding the demands on the HSE for uh, as a result of COVID-19? How has COVID-19 affected um, the timing and the rollout of that and their commitment, however much they want to, um, to get this done and get it over the, the finish line?
1: Yeah, I mean COVID-19 has been very significant and it the the immediate impact on on the system, I, I think we've all been able to see. Um, so it has stretched the, the existing system, its capacity to to make sure very ill patients. Um, I think the obvious and immediate impact is the pressure on the system and the ability of the the existing capacity to meet the demand of the very ill patients that we've seen. Um, with COVID-19, and this has been stretched to the limit during the the most recent wave, which hopefully now is on the downward curve. Um, To meet that demand, elective appointments and planned surgeries um, were postponed and delayed. And while there have been very negative impacts, which which will be felt for a long time, I think there has been a great spirit and a commitment um, to cross-boundary working and working together to find solutions to problems. And... Although there is an opportunity to accelerate um, current plans that might have taken longer to implement, for example, bringing care closer to home and and, um, providing care closer to community and people's homes, um, initiatives like telemedicine and remote monitoring and the changes that this brings will be very significant. Um, and we've spoken to many people in resilience throughout the pandemic who are looking for options to keep a family member at home and to prevent uh, hospital admissions where possible and for maintaining health and wellbeing while remaining in their in their communities. Um, I think as well, just to mention that the pandemic has also shown us that we need to look after the emotional mental health and wellbeing of our staff Um, It has been tough and it can be tough and staff need to be heard and understood and supported by their team and have access to to the help that they need also. I'm delighted
0: you're after bringing up that point because who does look after them? It seems that they're stretched to absolute capacity and we've all seen the documentaries on TV, etc. What do resilience do to support their team, particularly the frontline team out there? How many have you, first of all? Uh, Olivia?
1: We have, we have 260 working in our um, advanced community care division and we have 600 almost employees now across Resilience. Amazing. Across all of Ireland or just in the Munster region? Across all of Ireland. Okay, so
0: congratulations to that business and, and the business model Thank itself. You. But who's supporting the staff in terms of the mental wellness, as you say yourself?
1: Um, we we support our staff with a number of initiatives. So we have a well-being programme. Um, And we, I suppose, importantly, in the Advanced Community Care Division, um, it is nurse-led. So the the service and the the support services are developed by nurses for nurses. Um, All of our management team are nurses by background, as I've mentioned, I am myself. So we've been where our staff have been. Um, We've been in those trenches and we know what's needed. So I think what we have done is focused on um health and well-being holistically um, the emotional needs the the mental health needs the physical needs um, of our staff and we provide programs like yoga um, pilates um, walking groups, as well as providing specialist coaching for um, for um, emotional and mm. mental health well-being as well. We're also linked with the HSE in providing Schwartz Rounds, um, which is a forum for um, healthcare teams to share stories um, that they have gone through in the recent or in their past that have had an impact on them emotionally. Um, and we're getting really, really good outcomes um, from from that programme.
0: I love that idea. What did you call it?
1: Schwartz rounds. Okay, that's a brilliant idea. A- an idea that could it be is. adapted by any business. It could. It could. And we're very grateful to have been um, supported by the HSE Quality Improvement Division in um, bringing Schwartz Rounds to resilience.
0: Have you seen a massive change in the way the business is run, not the care that you offer, but the way your own business is run as a result of COVID-19?
1: Um, Yes, we have. Um, And um, while it has been challenging, I think it has made us stronger. So I recently um, spoke with our our management team um, about what the pandemic, the impact the pandemic has had on them. But what would they take away from it? Is there anything that they have learned about themselves or about how they live, how they work, that they would take away with them? And resoundingly, um, people have said that they were stronger than they thought they were. Of course, everybody is happy to see the back of the pandemic. But our nurses um, have found a resilience within themselves that they didn't think they had. They feel closer um, as a team. Um, they appreciate uh, small things like a walk, um, walking in nature um being with family more and just the the fact that we've all slowed down a little bit while we've been busier um at work than ever before um i think we've started to appreciate and um, what's what's going on around us and just slow down and, and those two things might seem a little bit strange that you'd slow down with being busier than ever. But, but that is what our teams are telling us. So found, finding an inner resilience that people didn't know that they had.
0: So resilience by name and resilience by nature, um, a great That's name it. for the company. Why did Resilience um, join Guaranteed Irish, may I ask?
1: Well, um, Resilience is a business, I we feel is, is a good example of a real homegrown Irish company that has gone from strength. Strength. Um, It was founded by, as I said, Brian Crowley um, and Ennisman. Um, We started off small and then we've grown organically. So we now have 600 employees supporting over 200 people and families around Ireland. And the key in that growth has always been clarity of purpose to realise people's potential. And that includes our our, um, staff and our service users alike and to enhance the quality of people's lives. And like many companies in 2020, we sat up to and we realised that we need to ensure that people know our story and the contribution resilience makes in providing essential services and local jobs. So Guaranteed Irish was the perfect fit, a long established brand um, that might help us to bring our own brand to a wider audience. We want more people, Breed, to know about us. And we also want to inspire other starting out companies to maybe take those next steps.
0: I really like that sentiment. Olivia Sinclair, Head of Advanced Community Care Division with Resilience. As I said, Resilience by Name and Resilience by Nature, a great name for your business, actually. Um, Congratulations and continued success in your career, but also with the services that you most importantly provide to our communities throughout Ireland. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you, Breed. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate us as it helps us to get the message out. Remember, by supporting local businesses, you are not only sustaining jobs in our communities, but you're also helping the circular economy. If you feel your business can benefit from networking with like minded businesses here in Ireland, contact guaranteedirish.ie for more information. A big thank you to sponsor Black Knight, the award winning web hosting service that helps your company succeed altogether better.